Okay, I feel like I need some weird, mysterious ghost soundtrack for this intro, but today, guys, we are gonna look into what is ghostwriting, who are ghostwriters, what the heck does it mean, are there actually ghosts involved, do you need to grab a bed sheet and cut two eyes into it, you know, how come ghostwriters are making so much money, why have you never heard about this before, how come they're okay with letting other people claim credit for their work, these are all the questions that you guys have, and I'm ready to answer them as someone who has been ghostwriting for probably three to four years now, so let's dive in and do it. Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. All right, you guys have to help me out. I need more reviews on these podcasts. I barely have any because I'm trying not to hound you guys for them. But if you have been listening to this podcast and you enjoy it and you've taken something away from it, you could just pause this for a second and leave a five-star review. I would be so appreciative. We have such an incredible community of digital nomads, van lifers, stay-at-home parents, freelancers, side hustlers. I want to make sure everybody who wants to freelance knows that this podcast is available to them. All right, now that we got that out of the way, what is ghostwriting? That's why you guys are tuning in today. Ghostwriting has become one of the hottest terms that I have on my social media. Anytime I say ghostwriting, the content just performs super well. People love this term. I don't know if it's because it sounds mystical and spooky or like there's ghosts involved or something. So I like spooky things, so I guess I understand. But anytime I write about ghostwriting, People want to know more. So naturally, I'm recording a podcast about it, and you know I'm going to do a YouTube, and I have plenty of TikToks on it. So all right, there's a serious interest around the topic. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what ghostwriting is, what ghostwriters can charge, and why ghostwriting pays so much today. I think a big misunderstanding that I have with people who say I'm lying about my income is that they don't know what ghostwriting is. They don't understand it. And they don't understand why the arrangement of ghostwriting can pay so well and pay much more than just regular writing. So if you're someone who is skeptical about the money I make, hopefully this episode is going to clear some of that up. Now, you can be a freelancer and not necessarily be a ghostwriter. Why? Because ghostwriters are not attributed to as the author of the text. They are known as what is ghost, <laughs> your ghost, and the client becomes the author. Not all ghostwriting is black and white, though. I'm really trying not to make like pun jokes about ghosts right now. I'm trying, guys. No, not all ghostwriting is the same. There are different kinds of arrangements with it that I'm going to explain in a moment. But yeah, so you can be a freelance writer and not necessarily a ghostwriter, or you can be a freelance ghostwriter. You know, you can be a bunch of these things, but sometimes if people say, I'm a freelance writer and I write articles for my client, but he, you know, he lists me as the author of the article. That's just plain freelance writing, but that is not ghost writing. However, now I'm going to confuse you guys a little bit and go over the different ghost writing arrangements a ghost can have with the buyer. The first arrangement is that the ghost writer is completely a ghost and receives no mention in any part of the content they have written for the buyer. This is the most common arrangement with ghost writing, and this probably accounts for like 80% of ghost writing transactions. Next, 
The ghostwriter can receive a percentage of profits off of the book or whatever it is that they have written for their client that their client is then going to turn around and sell somewhere. So this can become more common with people writing entire novels or books for a client. They could say to them, that's fine. You can claim, you know, authorship over it. However, I would like 10% of all profit or of all revenue, whatever, once the book is published. So, you know, this is an arrangement that you reserve the right to request from the buyer if you're doing a really, really big project with them. If you're writing an about us page for someone, that doesn't really make sense to ask for a percentage. The final arrangement is the ghostwriter receives a small mention inside of the book, which means that in some capacity, they are no longer a ghost, even though for all marketing materials and the registration of the book and whatnot, they will not be mentioned as a co-author. So co-authoring and ghostwriting a book are two very different things. The co-author is labeled right front and center, you know, all the legalities of that, whereas the ghostwriter is not mentioned as an author. Even if they are mentioned inside of the cover of the book, it's still in a much smaller, discreet kind of way that most people are really not going to notice. Pause for a moment. You're probably thinking, okay, well, then how do these people put stuff into their portfolios? Yes, that is a problem for ghostwriters since the client will not want their work to appear in their portfolio, which is why you guys always hear me say sometimes you got to do some free work for friends and family or do some spec pieces to make sure that your portfolio is nice and beautiful looking at all times. And if you want to know more about how to build a portfolio, I actually have a YouTube video coming out about it this week. Fear not, I got you guys. Okay, so now you know about the different ghostwriting arrangements. You're probably thinking to yourself, well, why wouldn't the person always want a mention inside of the cover of the book? Like, why would they ever forego receiving credit for their hard work and, and all the energy and focus that they put into this? The more a ghostwriter is mentioned, the less the client pays. So think, think about that for a minute. The more you are ghosting or ghost someone, the more the client is going to pay you because they are receiving the full and entire complete credit for the text. So someone who receives zero mention as a ghostwriter is going to be paid more for their work than someone who is claiming the 10% profit or who wants a partial mention. Basically, the transaction, the reason why the ghostwriter is making a lot of money is because they are bowing out on receiving credit for the work. So the client, you know, could pay the normal freelance writing work, but then to also claim ownership over it, they're going to pay that extra fee. And the more ownership they get to claim over it, the more they are willing to pay you to provide the service because it's a really amazing and essential service for someone. Think about it. Let's say there's a business CEO who is not a good writer and has one hour a day that he or she could put into writing a book. It might take them two years to finally get this book done and a lot of stress and a lot of hassle, whereas they could just pay you to write the book as them and attribute them as the author. And all of that time that they now save from not writing the book might be a hundred hours of their time they saved will equal to $50,000 or whatever their hour, their billable hourly rate is. So it makes so much sense for them to approach you and basically be willing to pay whatever you're going to ask that they pay you. Ghostwriters have a lot of leverage at the negotiation table because it's not the most abundant of skill sets that you can find. And then to also find someone who's willing to take their ego out of the work and sell writing without credit for it is another unique element to it. In general, ghostwriting pays more than regular freelance writing for that reason. A ghostwriter will make thousands per transaction, even though they do tend to be the upper echelon of freelance writers. So what I mean by that is a ghostwriter is typically someone who can write a book or an ebook for someone, and that's not exactly something 
a brand new freelance writer is going to excel at their first or second year writing. So for me, you know, I, I did freelance writing blogs, press releases, all that good stuff starting out. And once I started to refine my skill set more and get more confident in my abilities to freelance write, that's when I opened my big ghostwriting gig where I ghostwrite ebooks for clients. So I've ghostwritten probably a hundred different ebooks now for clients that you'll never know I wrote for them because I am not receiving credit in it. However, most of those transactions average over $1,000, whereas my blog gigs are $125 or so per order. So the pay is definitely there, without a doubt. But of course, you know, it's for a more advanced, sophisticated form of writing typically, although I can't speak for all transactions. Which brings me to the next topic here is that ghostwriting is nothing new. When I mention it to people, they're like, whoa, 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 you know, what is this? What are you talking about? I think it sometimes can even make people upset that they have not realized that a lot of the writing they've read from some of their favorite people might not actually be their writing. And I can tell you guys firsthand, I can't out anyone, but I have written many a Forbes article about people who you would probably be upset to know they did not write that article. But alas, it was yours truly, the freelance fairy, who wrote that article. People have actually been ghostwriting for thousands of years. I'm not even kidding. This is nothing new. People claiming ownership over someone else's creative output is a common practice. And so long as it's agreed upon by both parties, there's nothing illegal about it. I always have people write in and say, like, is this even legal? And I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Yes, it's legal because I agreed to not have ownership over it. That's why I'm pocketing a fat buck from this transaction. You know, everything, it's, it's all fair. And for me, I don't mind not being accredited because I have written, I'm not kidding, thousands of pieces of content for people. If my name was on every single piece of content I've written for a client, my Google search results would be mind numbing. I mean, it would be like a beautiful mind explosion in the Google search bar. You know, I don't want it. And half the time, some of these clients who I'm writing for, I don't agree with what they think, or I don't like what they're doing, or I don't support what their business is on a mission to do. So I don't want my name assigned to it. You know, business is business. I'm, I'm happy to provide my service without my name on it, you know, much like when you buy a product at Walmart, do you want the name of the person halfway around the world who put together that toy on it? Like that would make you a little uncomfortable, honestly. And I, I mean, I don't agree with the practices of these big corporations, but that's in essence, the same kind of concept to me. But I, yeah, I mean, I don't want all these pieces of content floating around the internet. And, you know, my internet feed is already filled with plenty of hateful Reddit comments. So we'll, we'll just leave it at that. It's already trash. So I don't need my name on thousands of pieces of website content for people I don't even really know. Another bonus tip right now. Anyone can ghost anything. They can ghost logos. They can ghost video editing. They can ghost whatever it is that the client is willing to pay them some serious bucks to do to claim ownership over the product. So ghosting does not stop nor end with copywriting. And guys, don't worry. I understand how amazing this concept of ghosting is in a writing sense. We have merch that is being made. Fear not. I, it is not lost on me how amazing this concept is. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So let's say you're sitting here right now going, hey, I could do that. Or hey, I want to be a ghostwriter. You know, how do I, how do I get started with this? Obviously, guys, you go on Fiverr and you make the gig for it. I've already covered that in other podcasts. So be sure to go check out those episodes. But you're thinking about ghosting on or off of Fiverr, be sure to draft up a very clear contract with your client to ensure there are no miscommunications between you and the client. If you want to have these weird stipulations where you receive mention on one page 
of the text for being the author, or you want a 10% payout to kick in six months from now, whatever, you have the right to approach the client and ask for that, but it will be on you as the freelancer to take the professional charge on it. So you're going to need to draft up a contract that clearly lays out every single part of this ghostwriting arrangement because you want to make sure that there's no big meltdown, you know, eight months from now after you've written 200,000 words for this client. You want to make sure that everybody is very aware of exactly how this is all going to play out. If you're asking yourself, well, I don't know how to draft up a freelancing contract. What does that look like? I'll give a little plug to my friends at Continuum, the all-in-one freelancing software. They're launching soon, continuum.works, and you can generate contracts inside of their site. I have a link to it on my website, alexfasulo.com, or guys, there's always Google, okay? Google, how to draft a freelancing contract, and I can bet you there's about 15,000 free articles that go over it and can help you with it. But, you know, as always, if you're, if you're you know, entering into a $50,000 retainer with a client, please hire a lawyer. Please use your best judgment here. Please have a professional, a true legal expert look over this contract that is going to relate to something as big as a massive novel between you and your potential client. All right, guys, there it is. There's ghostwriting. I don't know. Do you feel more or less briefed on the topic? I hope you feel more briefed. And if you can do me a favor, go out there and share this information with other people in your life. So maybe they will better understand why little old Alex over here is making some good money online. I really do think it's just a lack of information and education surrounding these topics, and that's why people don't understand me or what I am doing here, but that's all right. I'm a born educator. That's why we're right here on this podcast. I wish you guys could see how much my hands are flailing at my sides talking about this stuff right now. Okay, guys, wrapping this up, as always, feel free to shoot me emails with your biggest business questions or ideas, as well as podcast topics. I read all of it. I'm going to turn all of these suggestions into different interactive social media posts, episodes, videos, you name it. I want to make sure I'm covering everything it is that you guys want me to talk about. So please don't be shy. I'll drop it again. Contact at alexfasulo.com. Thanks for listening. You know, I hope these podcasts have helped you grow in your freelancing and side hustle journey. So, so many more are coming your way. So stay tuned. Bye. Bye.